0: Good Tuesday, everyone. We are in the process of answering the question What child is this? The carol poses it. What is the answer? Who was this child that was born in Bethlehem? We saw that Herod's perspective from the palace was that he was a king. The angel's prophetic perspective was that he was the Christ, the Son of the living God. And the shepherd's perspective, the people's perspective, was that he was a savior well what did he come to save us from he came to save us from the just penalty of our sin every man woman boy and girl that lives today has sinned and as a result when we stand before god in the judgment we are all going to be proclaimed guilty because we are we are guilty. We've all sinned. We've all come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous. No, not one. Now, compared to one another, we could say, well, I'm better than that person. But it really doesn't matter because the standard is not whether we're better than someone else. It's where we are in regards to God's standard. It reminds me of the old story of the ant and the grasshopper arguing with one another. And the grasshopper was saying how tall he was and said, look how puny you are, but look how tall I am. In God's presence, I'm going to be so much better than you. Not realizing that they were standing at the foot of the CN Tower and God's standard was the top of the tower. You see, it doesn't matter where we are compared to one another. We all collectively fall short of God's standard. It's so much higher than anything that we could attain to on our own. And so every man, woman, boy, and girl as we stand before God are going to be proclaimed guilty. And the judgment and penalty of our sin is death, eternal separation from God. Now, that's not good news. That's bad news. But there is good news as well. God is not willing that any should perish. And he made a way that we could escape that judgment. And his provision was to provide a sacrifice that would satisfy that demand of death. In the Old Testament, it was through people bringing a lamb and offering the life of the lamb in place of their own. And atonement was made for their sins. But the Bible tells us that the blood of bulls and goats could not take away sin. It just postponed the penalty. And so sins were pushed forward and pushed forward every year through the atonement of people who were bringing lambs to the temple. But one day, John the Baptist looked up and saw Jesus Christ coming towards him. And he said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Jesus came and sacrificed himself on the cross as the lamb that would be acceptable to God not just to postpone the penalty but to completely satisfy the penalty of sin. And Romans 6.10 tells us, For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. So Christ was our sacrifice. And It's amazing. He he was everything. He fulfilled everything. He was the sacrificial lamb, but he was also the high priest who is now before God and through the sacrifice of his own life has made atonement that we are acceptable in the presence of God. He is exactly who he said he was, that he was the way, the truth, and the life, that no one comes to the Father but through him. And so today, our salvation is in Jesus Christ. But we need to accept that salvation. Just because it's provided doesn't mean that we all have advantage of it. I tell people when I'm talking with them that I could say to them, I have a check at my house and it's written out for $1,000 and your name's on it and there's enough money in the bank to cover it. Come on, by the house and pick it up and it's yours. Well, the only way that the person is going to personally take advantage of that is if they come and receive the check and cash it. The check can be made out, the money can be in the bank, the provision can be made. But unless the person themselves take action and appropriate that, it will not do them any personal good. And so it is with our salvation. God has made a way for the whole world to be saved but only those who accept it are going to receive the benefit from it. How do we receive it? We come to Christ. We acknowledge that we have sinned, that we have offended His righteousness, and that we need His help. We need a Savior. So we ask Him to forgive us of our sin and to come into our life and guide and direct us. By doing so, we're saying, Lord, I cannot run my life on my own. Would you be the king of my life? Come and sit on the throne of my heart and rule and reign over me. Give me direction. I will walk according to your way. I want to walk in your principles. I want to live my life in the way you have designed. That is allowing him to be the king of our life. And so you see how all of these perspectives come together. He is a king who rightfully should sit on the throne of our heart. He could make provision for our sins because he was the Son of God. He came without sin. He did not have to die for his own sins. Therefore, he could die for my sins. And as a result, he is my Savior. So everything that we receive from God today is through Jesus Christ. Ephesians 1 and verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. He is the medium, the go-between. He is the one who stands in the presence of God and can receive everything from the Father. And he has reached out and embraced us by forgiving us of our sins, and we come into Christ. And as a result, everything that God wants to give us comes to us through Jesus Christ. He has brought peace on earth. This is exactly what the angels told the shepherds. They said, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. No longer is God angry with you. No longer is there going to be a judgment hanging over your head. There is peace between God and man. Why? Because born today in the city of David is a Savior, Christ the Lord. So Christ came to bring peace on earth peace between ourselves and God, peace between us and other people, and peace as we go through difficult circumstances. This baby born was the Prince of Peace. He saved us and brought us into right standing with God. He's our Savior, our eternal Savior, the Savior of our soul, that we can live forever with the Lord. But he also saved us just from the difficulties of life. He is our teacher. And so as we follow his ways and his directions, it saves us from wrong decisions and the consequences of those wrong decisions. As we go through life and we suffer hurts, other people do wrong towards us. They offend us. They hurt us in some way. Well, he's our healer. He saves us from our hurts, our natural hurts, our physical hurts, our psychological hurts, the hurts that damage us in our, in our psyche, in our soul. He heals broken hearts. He saves us from loneliness and from discouragement and despair because he's our friend. He is a friend of sinners. It's an amazing thing that Jesus, the Son of God, holy, without sin, was still a friend of sinners. He reached out to them. When the Pharisees of the day were pushing them away, he was reaching out. He would sit down and eat with them. He would talk to them. He didn't judge them. He didn't condemn them. He came to save them. One of the most familiar verses in the Bible is John 3:16. And it says, "For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already." because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. I mean, this truth is so clear. God loves us. He came as a friend of sinners. He didn't come to condemn us. He came to reach out to us. He said, I don't have to condemn you. You're already condemned. And he came as a light into the world to show us how to live, to show us how to be the best person we can be. And the only thing that holds us back is when we reject that light. And we love darkness rather than the light. And so now, the only thing that will condemn us is not because there isn't a provision of salvation. It's that we're too proud to receive it. That we will not acknowledge that there is a God who loves us. We still want to cling to our sin. We want to cling to our own way. We love darkness rather than light. And the scripture says, if you stay in that state, you are condemned. You have chosen to stay in that condition. So no one can blame God and say, God, why are you judging me? Because God has already taken the judgment of our sin. He has said the door is wide open. You can come to me through what Christ has done. But if we reject that, we will not humble ourselves. We will not accept Christ. We will not accept the way that he has made. Then we have chosen the judgment ourselves. It's not God's fault. It's just our own stubborn, arrogant fault. These are strong words, but it is the reality of the truth. Christ is our Savior. He came and He made a provision for our sin. All we have to do is to humbly receive it, rejoice in it, and take advantage of it. Have you? I invite you to do so. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org